BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is the world famous Joe Grande. Thank you very much. And Pleasure to be here with the you The world famous Craig Wasserman. We lost a little brother today because he had to go pick up a dear friend of ours, Pac. We love you. You know, Pac's taking too much out of the show. I just got to say, Pac, now that you're uh, better and getting out of the hospital, you've ruined a lot of this show, and I know you kind of ran over and broke every bone in your body, but you know what? Enough's enough. No, I, I'm actually, you know what, Pac, I, I, I miss you, man. I hope you have a quick recovery. Uh, I just hope he wasn't running in the middle of the street and ran over. If you need some of those buttable, edible buds, we got you. I got a guy. <laughs> yeah, we got them for you, we'll buddy. Get it, we'll get it going for you, man. So, so you know, Joe, let us know who we got on the well, show. Well, first off, thank you guys all for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get the podcast. If you want to be a part of the show, hear your voice. You can give us a call all the time, 800 800- 420-1980. That number is 800-420-1980. Leave a message. We can't wait to play some of the messages that we've had already. And make sure you follow us on Instagram. Yes. And all the good news that we give out there at Cannabis Talk 101. Yes. It's at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Pot Brothers at Law. Mark is at Waslaw. Big brother who's here to us today at Waslaw Dog. <laughs> and you've been on bro- road trips. You've been camping. You've been to Vegas. I love seeing the new dog. What's Joe, the dog? Joe, Instagram? what are you on? I'm Look on Crankwater. Yeah, this guy can't even t- 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 talk right yeah, now. Yeah, I've been She's going crazy. She's a tough time, buddy. It's just 17 Ma- Mozzie underscore the green-eyed palm. So we have another one in the family. We yes. have Mozzie the dog that Craig... I Shout can't out believe, to Mozzie. I can't believe the old guy Craig has a freaking dog. I, I can't see. either. It's like so not you, and it's so hilarious that it's you. You know what? It's such a little dog, but it is so full of fire. It's it's the only way I can even have a little dog. How are you going to feel when that dog has more fans than you? I can't wait. <laughs> I want to pimp the dog out and get some, have it wear some dog clothes. And yeah. That shit's, oh, yeah. you know, Amanda's going to have it happening too. Well, Blue's at one, Christopher Wright, and yes. I am at Joe Grande 52. Today we have a very special guest. You can see him behind us. He's on the screens and he's online with us. James McClinnis. He's running for sheriff of Pineless County. And you can see him at McClinnisforsheriff.com. Yeah. It is a great website. Thank you, James, for joining us today. How are you doing? 
I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. No doubt. So off the top, I've watched several videos and this and that. And for those who are not aware of who you are, I mean, before I say, are you being attacked right now by sheriff and police outside? Because you're attacking folks. You're attacking cops, dog. You're going a little crazy (laughs) in a great way in my book. Like I was so impressed with some of the videos I've watched about you, but why run for sheriff? Uh, Well, basically because he's a dirty son of a bitch and he needs to be taken down. I grew up in Detroit. I kick ass. I'm not afraid of anybody and no one else is stepping up. So I'm going to do it. When you say he, you're you're referring to Robert uh, Galatineri or whatever it is? Yeah, Bob Galtieri. He's the sheriff here. Uh, He's also uh, extremely uh, tyrannical. He is a racist. Uh, It's against the campaign law for me to say something that's not true. And I've called him a racist on on publications like this. And the bottom line is he doesn't do anything about it. Because he can. You know what? I, I actually I actually seen you standing in front of his house, right? Yeah. And, and you're literally calling him out saying, look, this guy is another public servant millionaire that's taking advantage of Florida and the taxpayers' dollars. And you know what? When you look at that house and you look at, you know, uh, uh, what he does, what doesn't he go does out? for a living. And, and, you know, it seems like you might be absolutely right. Now, I don't know the backstory, but, you know, I, I did also look into, you know, some of the things that he's had some shootings and things like that that are kind of outrageous. So, you know, tell me the spin that, you know, it must sit in your gut and obviously it comes out, but how it feels to to put someone like that on blast and then looking to take their job. I mean, because that's pretty, um, I mean, he already lost his job if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, no, he's still sheriff. And not only is he still sheriff, he is a president of the Florida Sheriff's Association Mm. and the National Sheriff's Association uh, elected him as sheriff of the year last year. Wow. So th- this Crazy. this racist SOB with all that stuff that was on my uh, website and all that stuff that was on my press release is the head of the sheriffs. He's literally the guy that they put up themselves as the face of who they want to pose as their example of what a great sheriff could be. And it's incredible. Are you in law enforcement now or ever been? No, never, ever been in law enforcement. No, think- and that's why that's why I bring something unique to the table here because I I, I have something that I call uh, chain of command inbreeding. And what that means with an elected sheriff, we keep getting these elections for sheriff, but we're not getting a choice. We're actually just getting the guy that was groomed for the last 20 years that's going to do the same thing as the guy he just replaced. Sure. And we're saying, hey, we have an election. So this is the first time here in Pinellas County that people actually have a choice of someone other than the person that the police industry picked for us. Now we were actually looking at how to grind you, but we we we, we want to get behind you now. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's so funny, Blue, because when I was first going, we were you know, but but I still want to grind you in the essence of you know I, I like what like, you're saying. Like your clothes off, right? Like grind just them backwards, like that. grind yeah, with yeah. a little bump, but no, stupid. I love that you said that though. Craig's on grind. I haven't done that. In a long time. Uh, we're, we're radio but, hosts. We're not we're not the law enforcement. So, so James, it's okay for us to mess around. As you say that, oh. it makes me think first off of when Trump was running. And, you know, it, it's kind of that whole concept of i'm not one of them politics i'm not one of these sheriffs but you're describing the guy that's like trump who is the current sheriff right now the racist sob this and that so it's funny how i that's how i'm relating to hearing what you're saying right what my mind's going to well that's because you don't like trump well this not that i'm saying i don't like this guy i'm saying he's kind of pitching his base the same pitch 
that Trump won. So I'm saying it could work for him. I don't know if he's a Trump fan or not. I'm just saying that's the pitch that Trump did when he was running for president. I, I think it's irrelevant. Sorry to cut you off, but I think it's irrelevant, Joe, to, to have, you know. Drain the swamp. To, to, to even compare him to Trump right now. That's No, that's he wasn't all. comparing him to Trump. Thank you. I'm not oh, okay. comparing okay. him to Trump at all. He wasn't comparing him to Trump at all. He's, he's no, 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 no. He's the, the campaign, campaign is an like outsider. Trump's the campaign is an outsider. As, that's as what a, Trump non, did, and he won. So my point is, I think it's a good approach because that's what Trump did. Well, Trump and he did won. a lot. He did a lot more than that. He he did have Roger Stone, a, a a political strategist for you know the last fifty years, help him come up with a lot of different slogans such as "Make America Great Again," "Drain the Swamp." But "Make so, America Great Again" was out there. It wasn't no, like I'm they just came saying up with though. It. But but so it's not quite the same. But it is in the sense of an outsider coming in, not groomed up the uh, up the chain of command not groomed with the uh the blue mentality so to speak right with the culture that i've been saying the only way to change the police mentality is start from the bottom up and change the culture of what the police do such as the police are going to protect and serve act as a peacekeeper uh they're gonna they're gonna be 100 accountable use body cams and, and not try to hide shit uh, and mass incarcerations to serve and protect actually I mean these are things that that actually our our guest has on his a campaign and all warranties spying on citizens thing. things like that and blue don't get me mistaken i wasn't trying to attack but him. you were no i was actually no he was saying you know, i think i wasn't i was saying you have that approach where trump won but i hope you do even the extra mile and do a lot better job in my eyes at least than what a trump did going in there because well, no, i think compare. the only thing you can really compare to this gentleman is he's an outsider trying to oust the people that have been there the systematic you know the the people who have been there forever you know so but using that, his analogy that, is that's, great that's the only analogy part of it though is an outsider coming in saying let's get rid of the old guard it hasn't worked let's that try routine hasn't different. worked james james what's your plan tell us your plan uh, you know of 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 making you know florida great change yeah and change over there well, uh, Einstein said that no problem can be solved from within the same consciousness that created it. And that's what we have going on with the police industry. Now, he, he said, do you have any law enforcement experience? No, I don't have any law enforcement experience from that end, but I have law enforcement experience from the other end. Sure. <laughs> oh, you've been arrested. Oh, hell yeah. For in what? fact, uh, when I told this guy I was going to run for against him in 2016, he fabricated four bogus felony charges, threw me in jail, used a Stingray tracking device on my cell phone, had me arrested the day before my custody hearing, and slapped a $45,000 bond on me so I would lose my child. Wow, I mean, we're wow. talking dirty, dirty politics here. Well, and I've been investigating this guy and this police agency for over 10 years now. And I've gotten several of their cops fired. I've gotten several of them outed on the local media. Good so this you. isn't something I just decided to do the other day. This guy made it personal with me. And I don't want to live in an area where somebody is in head of the police that would do despicable things like that. And unfortunately, the media here covers for him. So, I mean, what, so what, what kind of what kind of uphill battle do you got? I mean, do you, do you what kind of response are you getting from the constituents? Well, everybody that hears my message and hears what I'm actually offering is extremely favorable to it. Uh, but right now, just recently, uh, the powers that be threw another Democratic candidate at me that is absolutely unqualified, and they're banking him with all kinds of big money to come and knock me out. But if we, we have a debate coming up July 7th, and he doesn't stand a chance. I mean, he's a nice guy, but he's not sheriff material, and I'll just rip him to pieces. So, so is, there you know, a pri is that for a primary? Yeah, we're, now I'm going to have to go through a primary on August 18th. 
because and he's, he's oh, getting ahead. funding from all these little se- hidden and secret packs when he never had that when he ran for school board twice and lost when he went, ran for city council seat and he lost so he's basically their their the fill-in wow. candidate but now they're backing him with big money just to try and take me out wow 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 so what are you doing to combat that just getting out there getting the word out there trying to do as many of these types of broadcasts as you can yeah, everything. I'm, I'm trying to show people across the country that I don't need to be an anomaly down here in Pinellas County. Every place where there's a sheriff, somebody like me can run. And what people don't understand is a sheriff doesn't really work for anybody. He can do pretty much whatever the heck he wants, which is why when I'm sheriff, I'm just going to change all of the things that the police industry is is not liked for these days. If you look at listen to all the protesters, literally everything they're protesting about, I offer them by simply voting for me and they will have everything they're asking for across the board. Use of force reforms, uh, ending mass incarceration, uh, ending arrest over petty, petty and minor things, <laughs> ending cannabis enforcement. All these things I give to them literally the day I'm elected. Now, how big is uh, uh, the, the county that you're in? We no. have about a million residents here. Okay. But we also have the 15th largest jail in the entire country. Really? And so when you were picked up and thrown in jail, did you serve overnight or what was that experience like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was down there for a couple days. Yeah. It's and it's a it's not pleasant, especially when they know who I am and they want to make it less pleasant. You know, did they so they actually went into your phone and they put a tracker on your phone that you said, um, now run us through that. I mean, they, they actually incarcerated you and then he dug into your phone, put a tracker on your phone. Di- Is that di- even legal? No, hell no. That's not legal. I mean, no, 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 treat no, him like no, a no. terrorist. Yeah. How did that work? Explain that a little deeper. Well, actually, they don't put anything in your phone. The, uh, the police have this device called a Stingray tracking device. And when they turn it on, it acts like a cell tower. So every phone within like a quarter mile of them will not go to the cell tower. It'll come to their box. And once it comes to their box, if they have your phone identification number, they know where you are and it will track you, record all your phone calls, record all your messages and incoming and outgoing emails. And so he did that in order to find me because he had to make sure I was arrested the day before my custody hearing so I would not get my child. Well, I wound up, I uh, I took precautions. I I took a lot of precautions. So literally I had a uh, psychological evaluator that testified for me, testified that my ex was a homicide threat and I'm the only person in the state of Florida that has won 100% custody of their child while I was in jail. Wow. Wow. That is insane to think of the stories you got to go through. How do you even live this life like this to run for president? Like, what is your previous job or how are you able to do this? He's running for president? No, for me to to hold, (laughs) sorry, for president, to to run for sheriff over there in in Pinellas County. How are you able to do this? You might be a good nominee for president. Me too. Perfect. (laughs) I sound like Joe Biden right now too. I'm just throwing words out. Here we go. How, How are you able to do this though? What is your previous work experience? Well, mostly I was in uh, consumer protection, uh, property damage claims on the consumer end of it. And I, my brain works a little weird. I, I can read like very complicated legalese and I can dissect it very easily and see what's wrong with it. And I can do the same thing with the police industry. So uh, when things started going bad, my lawyers wouldn't do anything. I literally fired them all, represented myself. And I won my custody case, won my child, won everything by myself because it's just, it's not that complicated. It just takes a lot of time and a lot of organization. And it's gonna be the same thing with running the sheriff's office. It's not that complicated. I'm gonna get rid of all the things that don't work and keep all the things that do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it, it's not rocket science. I, I wouldn't think to run a department and say, you know, you're, you're not allowed to do this, 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 or this, or you get fired. You know, if you don't exactly. turn in a dirty cop, you get fired. If you don't follow the rules, you get fired, not sweep it under the rug and perpetuate the culture that we have today that you know permeates the the blue color which is really unfortunate that uh you can't you can't fire cops 
And the reason you can't fire him is because the head of the police, who was indoctrinated for all those years, signed union contracts that make it literally impossible. Here in Pinellas, they have a union contract that says if you fire a cop, he has a right to go to arbitration. And when he goes to arbitration, the union gets to pick the arbitrator. How the hell are you going to ever fire anybody like that? But again, my brain goes a different way. I went and I looked through all those things and I found out that I can actually lay them all off and there's not a damn thing I can they can do about it. So when I am sheriff, I'm going to end cannabis enforcement, which means I'm going to need about a third less officers that we used to have. I'm going to save $100 million and I'm just going to lay off all those dirty cops that I already have a long list of. You're listening wow. to James McLennis running for sheriff in Pinellas County, Florida. And this is Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. James, you know, here we go. gets me pumped. I yeah, like that. Dude, you, you're, 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 <laughs> I get excited. Let me ask you this. I mean, have you done any marketing other than, you know, radio shows and things like that? I mean, we're, we're going to definitely touch a lot of people. I want to um, support this guy so much. No. And so I'm asking because we, we have a background in, in marketing as well. And, and I, I like what you're doing, but I'm a little bit conscious of helping you because I feel like they might start tapping my phone. <laughs> 
That's real talk. Hey, I know. I'm Let's serious. not do it now. Yeah, Actually, you know that you say so, that. We're so not helping secretly, them. you know, are you working on anything that, you know, like, you know, Facebook campaigns? That, and do you know how to work those? Or do you have a budget for that kind of stuff? Um, because I noticed you said that the other the other uh, people that are running for it have, it have budgets that are secretly getting funded. So do you have budgets in Facebook? Yeah, but my budget is not as great as it needs to be because, you know, again, I'm a minor candidate. Uh, I need donations from all across the entire country, and that's what's great about what I'm doing. I'm trying to show the rest of the world what we can do here, and if the rest of the United States will support me and donate to me, I can win there, and then I'll be glad to teach any candidate across the country that wants to follow in my footsteps. They can take my platform and adopt it word for word and do the exact same thing I'm doing. And hopefully, instead of begging the legislators for cannabis freedom and asking for these police to back off on their reforms and all this stuff, we can just do it ourselves by putting someone like me in and we don't have to have the legislators pass a million laws. I'm I'm actually against legalized cannabis and I'm I'm for cannabis freedom, which is completely different. Hey, Uh, you know our listeners love that. (laughs) And and, and for those who want to donate, it's uh, mcclinnisforsheriff.com, which is MC. L-Y-N-A-S-F-O-R-S-H-E-R-I-F-F.com. He has a donate button on that. Once again, it's McClinus for Sheriff. Where did this passion for cannabis come from, James? How do you get there? Well, the, the whole purpose for the cannabis is I, I, I was at a meeting where Sheriff Galtieri was the guest speaker. It was in front of the Pinellas County Trial Lawyers Association. And I heard that son of a bitch stand up there and say, literally, he the quote, uh, cannabis arrests make up about 35% of our business. I mean, he just wow. called it a business. Yeah, that's you know, what to, it is. This is a prop for him. And, and when I wow. heard that, I thought, that he's putting all these people in jail over a natural plant? That's insane. And all the money that he's harming these people, the way that they can't get jobs with the arrest records, every, the damage that he's doing to that community doing that just astounded me. So I'm coming at it more from a, a human nature thing. We shouldn't put people in cages for using a plant. And Sheriff Galtieri is the mass incarcerator of cannabis users around here. And I want that to come to an end. Now, on the other end of that spectrum, I personally feel that cannabis freedom can literally heal the economy here. Uh, And the difference, in my opinion, uh, cannabis freedom, let me tell you what I think is the difference. First off, you have legalized cannabis. And in my opinion, when you have that, you only have three entities that actually uh, profit from that. You've got the growers. And in our state, you paid a lot of money to bribe officials and you got one of the handful of contracts to be in the monopoly. And there are no other growers. You then have the uh, true leaves and the dispensaries. They make a lot of money off of this. And then you have the tax. They get five, 10, 20, 30, $40 a hit per sale. The government gets the tax, but it doesn't benefit the people at all. So free the weed. Yeah, truly takes the money out of state. The growers can buy a bigger yacht and the people don't get anything from it. And when I'm talking about cannabis freedom, I'm talking about literally treating cannabis like lawn clippings. I don't care if you've got a, a dump truck full of it. I don't care if your whole lawn is planted with it. I don't care if you've got 50 pounds in your trunk. I don't care how much you have because it's still the same plant. The only restrictions I'm going to have on it is the same thing you would have for smoking. If you can't smoke a cigarette in that restaurant, you should be able to smoke cannabis in that restaurant. That's it. You know, it's my opinion. Dude, he makes I, a lot I, of sense. I, 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 I'm coming been, to your town. Well, we, start we've been saying that there. forever, too. Is, is, you, know, you could free, grow as much tomatoes as you want weed. in your backyard, right? It's, we've been saying that forever. Treat it like any other agricultural product. If you know, But even better yet, I like he goes a step further and just, it's, it's a weed. And it is. It's, it's a, weed. a weed. It's not even Let an agricultural product, really. And it has, it's a weed. It grows. It grows by itself. You don't even need to have someone. First grow time it. we've had someone on here that's actually saying that, and free that makes weed. sense. Like free the weed. I mean, we've had the singer on here singing free, free the, the weed. weed, free the weed. 
what was his name again? I don't know, but my point is, it's a great, it's a great concept of freeing the weed because you're right, it is a plant, and so many people are being arrested, harmed, and the repercussions of things that happen. What is the general area of the county saying to you about this? What is your reaction getting? Well, here in Canada, here in Pinellas County, cannabis was a huge issue in the 2016 when they passed the medical marijuana referendum. Back then, it was 64% of the voters were in favor of, of medical marijuana, and the polls today say that 67 are in favor of recreational adult use. And so, I don't think a lot of people understand the difference between legalized, which is 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 in my There's opinion, no such the wrong thing. way to go. There's no such and, thing. Well, like here, an example, if you get a medical marijuana card and you think you're okay, you get you get pulled over and you're, you have pot smoke in your car, you grab your, your medical marijuana card, show it to the cop. Here, they use that as probable cause to drag your ass out of the car and search you because medical cannabis law says you're only allowed to have a very small amount and they want to make sure that you have that amount. And then they're going to go through your whole car and arrest you for anything that they can find. If it's not in its original packaging, they will arrest you. So the card actually creates more of a problem for you because of the mindset of the sheriffs here, which is insane. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, all of that. The legislatures have to change something. And some of the I mean, in some of the states where they have decriminalized because in not one state, not one state where they say, you know, it's legalized, Colorado, California, Oregon, doesn't matter. It's not legal. People are still getting arrested for it, period. Right. They may have decriminalized certain amounts, certain, you know, under a certain amount to use, to buy, to, you know, to transport. But all in all, there's not one state where it's truly legal because people are still getting arrested well oklahoma is almost close to it i mean you know but but it, no I, I i know what you're talking about people I mean, are still getting arrested in every single state they're getting yes. arrested well that's the the reality i mean if you're rolling down the street you know with a truck full of alcohol we always say this you know the cop will give you a high five and be like have a great party man looks like I a mean, good time yeah it looks like a great time and the whole back of your truck can be full with liquor bottles and budweiser cans and everything else and not to say that you know i haven't had my fair share of drinks but you should be able to do the same thing with cannabis and and it's kind of ridiculous but you know going into some of the thoughts of of you know this uh robert or bob uh what's the his current sheriff yeah, Goltieri. you know are you in fear of your life yeah that's a good question um, I, well, after what he's done before, some of the things he's done, like as an example, I, I put a face that video of me out in front of his house. Yeah. And one of my followers literally wrote uh, on there uh, about him and his wife. His wife is a judge. They both collect three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a year. So he he put on there. Both of them they need to have the shit best out of them. B e s t out of them. Now he misspelled beat, but what is having the shit best out of you? The next day, a sheriff's office showed up at his house, called him on his phone, demanded that he call him immediately to explain the threat he did against Sheriff Galtieri. So Sheriff Galtieri is, is literally monitoring wow. my page to that degree, and she's chasing people down that make comments about uh, they need to have the shit best out of them. That's insane, and that's what he's trying to do. He's going to try and jam me up and say I'm inciting violence against him. He will do anything to arrest me. And I, the only way he's going to stop me is to kill me. So is he thinking about it? I'm sure he is. James McClinnis, he's running for sheriff in Pinellas County. And by any means necessary, it looks like that's how you're going about it. Go ahead, brother Malcolm. <laughs> Go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. By any means necessary, you're trying to take it over. Something I want to touch on, though, is I know you're saying lay off the bad cops. What are you thinking on how to produce new cops and to get that culture yes. out of the system? Yes. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, that's an easy one. 
basically, when I'm going to go down there, I'm going to literally get all of the complaint files, and the 50 cops that have the most complaints are gone. Period. Then what I'm if there's more the than 50 600. though? What if there at 50 we, there's but there's 10 more with the same amount of complaints? Is 50 the solid number, or if there's 75 people with 20 complaints each, what do you do? Well, I'm going to fire the 50 immediately, or lay off, I should say, the 50 immediately, and I'm going to review the next 100, and I'll keep doing that until we get down to a, a, a manageable number. It's my opinion that in all police agencies, not just here in Pinellas, that you have the agencies broken up into thirds. You've got a third of the officers that are just assholes. They like to beat people over the head, abuse their rights, bully people around. They have no business having a badge and a gun. Then on the other spectrum, you have a third of the cops that are good guys. They got into it for the right reason. They want to help the community, but they're not treated properly. If they speak up, they get fired. So they learn to just shut up and collect their paychecks. Then you've got the middle third that will go either way, depending on who they're paired with. So my concept is end cannabis enforcement, not need a third of the officers, get rid of the third officers, promote the good third of the officers and try and save the middle third. Very nicely said. I, I, I like that, that. It's a good concept in theory, but it just makes me fear if, you know, Craig was my father and he was a sheriff before I want to get into law enforcement. You laid him off. You know, it's hard to stop that breed that continues to want to be law enforcement. And they come in with that, quote unquote, blue mentality. You know what I mean? You know, and that's the part that's hard. Stop using my name and, and trying, to, <laughs> trying to add my name. That's in funny. The, when in I the, say it, I don't even yeah, think of he, you when you say it. I think of straight blue keeps, badge mentality. Yeah, throwing my name well, under I think the of bus. that mentality, though, is it, it's fostered in, in the academy. You know, it's, it's us versus them mentality. And I think that's what we have to get away from at the, the yelling, academy. The stop the us versus them. It's stop the, instead of pulling you over because your, your blinker's out. And if your front blinker's out and you're making a left turn, I mean, that could kill somebody. So, yeah, pull them over. Hey, ticket, give them a warning. But I'm doing this because we need to keep the community safe. Not every traffic stop is meant for them to get into your car. That's what they're taught at the academy. So they have to yes. stop all this and retrain people at the academy level coming in. It's like serve and protect our serve and search. It's like, what am I doing here, right? No, we, we, we heard it on, they took it off the air, live PD. You know, one, the of, one guy made it very, very clear that the mentality is we pull you over to get into your car. That's what they, that's Is their that mentality. Is that kind of why they pulled off a PD show? Because they were well, showing no, they were trying secrets? to, you know, they slanted that so bad to, you know, they didn't show any, any, they didn't show any oh, bad it's propaganda cops. great for You cops. showed yeah. all, all the cool guys, which is great because there are good ones out there. And the, no, you know, no, I, I, I watched those shows. My daughter and I would sit here and watch those shows and go, all right, he just pulled him over. How many seconds before he starts saying, you got anything in the car I need to know about? Because they were going to search the car oh, that's no what, what the problem no, was. So they were on TV doing it. No, absolutely. And, and it was ugh, driving me nuts. No, and we would watch it. My brother would break those down on our IG page and go, you know, break them down. Now, this is where it comes. Here, you know, wait for it. And it's like the minute they ask, what's in your car? It's, I'm not discussing my day. I mean, and we were just waiting for someone to say that. But no, everybody's like, yeah, okay, uh, then nothing. You can go ahead and search. And then God knows what they find. Well, there was a time There was a time when you, you when you said, I'm not discussing my day. Am I being free? Am I free? Or am I detained or whatever? You start using the script. And they just bust your window and yank you out the window. Oh, They're good. Heartbeat. So those days, no, that's good. But it, the, no, those no, no, days no, are no, starting no. to change because there's so much people filming the police, and there's but the, I disagree. The yeah. is I disagree. The the majority. That's because you're we, white, Greg. We, we you get, can disagree. We, yeah. we get direct <laughs> messages 
from around the country, from people of color, from all minorities that have used a script in the Deep South, and it has worked. I now, agree. if you're going to no get one's your, disagreeing with if you, you're, yeah, you just did. If you're going to get, it your, if you're gonna get your, the script, used to be. the script was never meant to have you not get arrested. The script was meant for you to maintain your rights if you do get arrested. And if they kick your ass after using the script, you've done nothing but use the script. And hopefully you're praying that you either film the police or their body cams were working. More importantly, you film it. You're going to have a big ass case against them when they pull you out of the car for using the script. You know, one of the things, James, I, I think that's, that's super important in, 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 in the world of, of law enforcement right now that hasn't been addressed is the education that they are not receiving, meaning that you can go to, uh, you know, if, how long did it take you to be a lawyer? Uh, well, three years of law school, four years of college. Three years of law school, four years of college. If I want to be a police officer... Six months. Six months. If that, and now I'm, and now I'm patrolling. I'm a police officer with a gun, and, and you could but kill I don't people. Know. I don't know, but no, I still but think well, if if you change that culture when they come in, I mean, they're learning a bad culture in six months. They can learn a good culture in six months. But how about like like you know sincere yeah. sincerely like understanding the environment that you're in? You know, you take a cop from Hollywood or or from you know Beverly Hills, and you place him in Compton. Okay, you you put you know, and now he's dealing with people from Compton. He has no understanding of how to develop in relationship with these people. He's not from their area, so you can't just walk into these towns. And I know that because I grew up in a town like this, where it's like you know, you got these cops that are coming in, and they used to call the cops a little Germany and this and that because every single one of them were white, every single one of them were not from our town, and every single one of them would tell us and threaten us, telling us they're the biggest gang in our city. You know, so you, you, they don't know how to communicate. If if you have a, an, a, an officer that understands, you know, it's more education, like you're saying, man, they need to be taught how to communicate. They need to take social. Well, no, classes. what they need to yeah. do is start, like is start, I, I, pu- is start pulling people from the that, though, start James. pulling people from the community well, for, community, for community policing. I think more people like, would like, sign up. Like James, but te- what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, as far as you know, you know, more education, requiring some kind of residency requirement. Education. How do you think that would fly? <laughs> part of it is part of it is less education. Eighty percent of the cops are being taught. Eighty percent of the, the education cops really get. They're being taught how to hurt or kill people. And 20% is the job. They don't get taught the laws. They don't get taught the Constitution. They don't get taught how to act like human beings. And then they're also indoctrinated into this military mindset uh, where you have captains and lieutenants and corporals. And as soon as you start developing a military mindset, then you're at war. If you're at war, you need an enemy. And here in America, the enemy is the people. Wow. And so I'm I'm literally going to end that. We're not going to have corporals and sergeants and lieutenants anymore. We're going to have supervisors. And we're going to have managers. And we're going to have regional directors. And we're getting rid of those stripes and that crap. That's a brilliant way of saying that. That was hot. Let's take a break and come back and talk about that a little more. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, so that was fire. That was great. I want him to repeat it again. James, can you please repeat what you said and how you would change things within the organization when you're a sheriff? Yeah, the problem with police is that when you're trained to be a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And the police are trained, 80% of their training is how to hurt people, how to kill people, how to beat up people, how to restrain them. And that's got to stop. I want to do less training on how to hurt people and more training on how to interact with them. And the, the bottom line for me is that when you have the police that are, that are trained this way, they're, they're going to basically have, a, uh, they're trained militarily. They have um, sergeants, lieutenants, captains. And when you are in the military, the problem is you have to have an enemy. And if you're a military mindset person, then the enemy is going to be the people. And I'm going to end that. We're not going to have any captains, any sergeants, any lieutenants anymore. They're going to be regional managers. They're going to be supervisors. They're going to be community directors. And there's not going to be any more military hierarchy in my Dallas County Sheriff's Office. And it feels like we're the we're the ones. I, mean, I always feel like I'm the victim right there, right? Oh, I mean, like, I'm the enemy. You're right. Us minorities feel like the minority. Well, the minute, you know, no, right. not, I well anytime I mean, anyone gets pulled over, sure. you feel that way. Right. I mean, you know and, and I that's mean? across like, the board. Yeah. I mean, we all get that feeling going, oh, shit, that <laughs> light went off behind me. Yeah. And you get that numb feeling. Like, Everybody gets oh that Oh, my feeling. God. I mean, I can't imagine what it would <laughs> yeah. be like for you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and well, he's overweight? Oh, no. Oh, and when I was bald, it was no joke, James. <laughs> you guys bring, you bring up a great point. One of the things I fully intend on doing here is creating a police agency where you look up in your rearview mirror and you see a cop car and you're not afraid. I'm going to be teaching my officers, screw the damn ticket. Don't steal their $134 because their, their bulb is out of their car. It's a natural occurring event, a bulb breaking. Instead, pull up next to them at the light, roll your window down and say, hey, I just happened to notice you have a light out back there. You might want to get that taken care of for your safety and everybody else on the road. Have a nice day. 
And in communities over in Europe where they've actually done that, the community responds going, you know what? What a nice guy. That makes sense. I'm going to go get my bulb fixed tomorrow. And they respond to that. Have them ride on their cars with a Sharpie, warned them one time for the light, and have them put an arrow right here. If they don't fix it in a week, put the date on it going, man, we gave you two weeks. We wrote it on a Sharpie on your car. (laughs) Now, on a more serious note, how do you deal with or 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 how do you train those who are going to handle i mean real crime because there's going to be those bad guys there's always going to be always. bad guys there's always going to be bad guys with guns okay. there's always going to be that I, I mean i maybe i'm being pessimistic but i think there's always going to be that so i mean how is that dealt with well, for, in my agency, what I'm going to do is that we're going to have basically two levels of enforcement. We're going to have the community enforcement, uh, that these guys are going to be a lot more laid back and mellow. Uh, and if they perceive that there's a problem that they can't handle, then we'll have another team that could come in and be a little bit more forceful. But they're going to have a, a highly tight use of force parameters set sure. on them as well. Uh, they, they're not going to shoot people because the car moves towards them. They're not going to uh, try and take life. I'm going to have a preservation of life policy where if we have to sit and hide behind our cars for an hour while the guy gets sleepy and buy him a pizza, whatever the hell it's going to take, we're just not going to kill people if we can do anything at all to get away from it. James McClinnis, he's Fair running enough. for sheriff in Pinellas County out in Florida. I want to ask you, uh, I want to tell you a scenario and your thoughts on it. I was just told today that the rookie of the year in oh. Santa Ana, was that what I was, we were told? Yeah, yeah. The rookie of the year policeman in Santa Ana was named rookie of the year and has two deaths this year. This year, in his rookie year, two deaths that he got. Now, what therefore exactly? We only heard of one that was. Uh, it was self defense. Sounded, sounded deservingly. The guy it, was it shooting did. at him. Yeah. But we don't know the second one. Either way, your thoughts on two deaths and you become rookie of the year. I mean, that's like you're giving them a prize for for taking two, whether they're they're whatever human, they're human beings. I, I don't line. care what race they are. I don't care what they did wrong. Santa Ana police did shoot at rookie the guy. of the year, two kills. To, to give this guy credit, by the way, James, and just to give you a little thought process on it, the gentleman uh, came out of his vehicle and started shooting at the police officer. Officer dodged the bullets, shot him, got a couple, a, yeah, shot got him to several, several times, and killed him. Okay, and a di- an, another occurrence happened in in Santa Ana. Santa Ana over here is is a you know rougher town for. We should have got County. the facts on the second one before we bring it up. No, no, but but it's not about moral of the story. Th- two deaths. No, no, that's not that- the moral of the story because if if someone gets out of a car and starts shooting at people, deservedly, they deserve to get shot at, and if they die, they shouldn't have pulled that. I'm not disagreeing. But the question is, so, does so he deserve to get a medal? Hey, for killing if he two went people? into the line of duty I, I know, and he rightfully that. got out of a car, and someone got out of a car with a gun, we had one of our associates downstairs, ex uh, a lawyer, ex cop, walked up to a car, Asian Asian guy, as a cop, walked up to the car, guy opened the window and shot his ass. Yeah, understandably, okay. I'm so, not disagreeing so with that. I'm agree. saying to two deaths give you an extra. Yes, no, that's great. No, you should become. A, was he a good cop? You have to look. I mean, if both of those scenarios were like the first, well, we're where, asking where, James Craig. Where he did that. <laughs> we're interviewing well, look, James. I'm not putting you. it in perspective for James. That's all. Yeah, I'm just well, putting it in perspective. And I agree You're not with answering you. the question. Correctly. I agree with you. I, and, and I think Blue agrees with you. We all agree that he was serving and protecting for the first one. We don't know the second. I'm asking, and this is the question, in general, the guy has two deaths. Would that play a part in becoming Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I would have probably not made him Rookie of the Year just for the simple optics of it. It just looks bad. Why would I do that? Bad, why, yeah. would I, why would I use that as an example in the, in the face of the community? Yeah, he killed two of you guys. Here's his badge. 
But I'm, I'm, I wouldn't make I a judgment necessarily on the actual shoot if it's a, there's, if it's a good, clean shoot for sure. I mean, this obviously yeah. he's got to protect himself. But at the same time, let's go back before the shoot. And why did that guy shoot? If, did he shoot because he's been pulled over 20 or 50 times? Does he shoot because he's been arrested for FTA, failure to appear? And he, has he been rousted several times? Does he have a long rap sheet? Because it's never ending. Once you get in their little spider web, it's never ending. And if he's just sick of it, and people get sick of this, they come out the window with a gun. Did any of that happen? Was the guy on drugs? Who knows what the situation is? But the bottom line is we have to have a different way that the community perceives police. And I think if we can establish that here, I think it takes a foothold. And I don't think we're gonna have people pulling guns out and shooting my officers around here because we're not gonna be treating people like that. I hope to not have any deaths the entire time I'm sheriff. Not only no deaths of officers, but no deaths of citizens. And how I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that happens. How long is the term? Four years. Four years. Yeah. When, when is the election? November 3rd. I have a primary August 18th and then the election November 3rd. How do you feel about it, like the community? Have you been getting out to the community? Have you reached out? I mean, obviously there's not a lot of, I mean, well, here we, we have a lot of lockdowns and there's not quite as many people on the streets. How is it out there? And are you getting out to the people? Do you feel good about this uh, election? Yeah, I've actually been down uh, to the protest. I've taken part in a lot of the protests and I've been in the middle of it. I was down in downtown St. Pete uh, and I was marching at the tail end of the protest where there was literally four to 500 protesters marching in the pouring down rain. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. The rain started coming down, not a single one of them backed out. They kept marching down to the St. Pete Police Department and it was amazing. But in here, the St. Pete Police Department, if they protest out front, they open the doors and they throw flashbang grenades out at the peaceful protesters. There's nobody doing anything wrong. And it, it's a whole mindset that needs to change. And I think the community is ready for that just by the fact that we're having all these cities burn across the country. We're finally sick and tired of the overfunded policing, the over-policing, the mass incarceration, the arresting everybody for nothing. It's finally starting to wake up and the average person is going, hey, wait, we got a problem here. Well, yeah, you got it a sheriff shouldn't and a be judge a business. Deal with. Well, no, but it, it, he's right. It's pervasive across the country. It's It's the business of policing it's, it's asset business. forfeiture and that whole line of things where it's a business how many tickets how many how far can i go i mean it's we know when they're out there hiding out to get tickets to that get up their has, quota that just has to change well, when you said james you know 30 percent of of you know their arrest are you know from cannabis you know it would be 30 percent of their arrest in, in my opinion they'd make more money legalizing it than the 30% that they're making arresting Great people point. and criminalizing no, people. No, the police I mean, the police wouldn't necessarily make that cuz the money would go other places. So that's why they the don't want would. they don't want it decriminalized or legalized cuz then they don't get their asset forfeiture money when they and then they turn shit over to the feds. That's a whole nother level of the misconduct when the cops take 100 grand, they give it to the feds cuz the feds it's illegal under the federal rules and then what happens asset forfeiture and profit sharing the city or the county gets 80 percent of what was confiscated and the feds keep 20. i love when you amaze me like i want to get i, I want to get james i want to get robert on the show i want to both have both of you guys on the show would he come on you think yeah, he won't come on uh, he might oh, this guy's no, a character no, no. this fact, guy's a character we had, we had a uh, we had a debate uh, uh, uh actually a forum like this it was online and he told the people that were hosting the debate that he would refuse to go and participate in any debate where I was participating. It doesn't matter what, he didn't want me on the same screen as him. Wow. And he's refusing to literally debate me. And you know you're, why, you're because I'll rip him threads. Yeah, exactly. Well, good luck to you November 3rd yes. out there in good old Pinellas County in Florida. It's now time for the high five. 
with the new sheriff, James McClinnis. God willing. Question number one, James. How old were you the first time you smoked weed and where'd you get it from? Uh, I was probably 14 or 15 years old. I was living in Detroit and uh, one of my buddies had an older brother who grew some in the backyard. And uh, and um, the uh, he had picked his plants and he had processed all of his stuff in the garage and there was a bunch of leaves left over on the ground, the kind of stuff you'd actually probably throw out. And us being little kids, we just picked up all these leaves and we dried about in the sun. We rolled about. It was the worst pot you probably ever smoked. It was, <laughs> it was terrible, you know. We didn't. We probably didn't get buzzed. We just convinced ourselves that we did. So that was it. What's your favorite way to medicate? Um, I walk. I live two blocks down from the beach, and there's just nothing finer than walking down the beach, sticking your toes in the sand, and watching the sunset. As oh, you're smoking a joint. Question number three: yeah. the high five. Bless you, by the way. Thank you. I'm trying to regroup. <laughs> Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Uh, when I was 19 years old, I was in uh, uh, France in the Pyrenees Mountains. And I was actually lucky enough to be with three very beautiful girls uh, in a natural hot tub out in the woods Ooh. next to a waterfall. Wow. And... It, it was like it was incredible it was like one of those scenes i, I call them movie scenes where you're living a moment in, where everybody would like to watch this in a movie it was pretty awesome that was a great picture you just painted right there question number four the high five what is your go-to munchies after you get high uh, i'm boring in that regard it's just plain old pizza we got a great pizzeria down the street they'll have it down here in about 20 minutes and it's, it's like fantastic so I'm, i just go with the pizza last question if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive who would it be Oh, that's easy. Dave Chappelle. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, nice. he, is, he is freaking awesome. And it would be my goal to make him laugh. I swear to God, I think I could make that guy laugh. <laughs> I thought and you... if I could make Dave Chappelle laugh, I, I would feel like I, I could go to heaven. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say Bob, but <laughs> Dave Chappelle, did you see his last special on Netflix or the one that was on I YouTube? Did. Yeah, that was I good. Did. That was deep. He wasn't too too funny. It was very deep. You know. Well, we can talk about those subjects too. Yeah, you know, I wanted to to tell you. You know, I I really feel that. You know, I I hope you get this because I I read your energy, man, and I think you're you you seem to be a great person. And if you do, I'd like to follow up on you and, and stay with you through the process of it, just to see how things are turning out. Because you know, I I think it's it is about the community. I think it is about. Uh, the structure of you know being in the, this is not the military and having the the the, the way it, you're, yeah the way you broke that down to me um, it makes sense because sometimes we do feel like the police are the enemy and I always say you know to people don't get it twisted man the moment you need a police officer is the is the moment you love you them. love them all you know and what I mean? love them and and, 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 and not everybody thinks they need them but you know if their mother needs them or your cousin needs them or your friend needs them that's the moment you love them you know and and it's just the moment that they're pulling you over and they're you know diving through your stuff you hate them so I understand the 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 division there. But again, if the police officers were more down to earth, more into the community, more discussing with people, like you said, pull up next to them. Hey, man, you know, your, your back b bumper's dragging. You need to fix it. Your, your light's out. And they just gave them those those one-ups. They would get that back, I think, from the city, the people, especially in the urban communities. Because right. urban communities get it better than anybody. It's just when they're treated like, you know, animals or treated like, you know, uh, you know lower than somebody else. cops are trained from the get, it, from the it, jump. It, it loses the that's, respect. That's just what's got to change. I literally had a phone conversation yesterday afternoon and I was driving home from work and I was talking to a young girl that I haven't talked to in a long time. We were just, her name is Pauline and 
we're just reminiscing. For some reason, she was on my heart and my mind. And for whatever reason, we started talking politics, life. I haven't talked to her in years. How long, what, how long ago was this? <laughs> this was yesterday on my way home. But here, I'm going to get to the moral of the story. Was we talked about cops and BLM and all this stuff. She goes, Joe, do you realize the first time I ever got pulled over with the cops was when I was with you here in L.A.? And I go, damn, that was about like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. She goes, do you remember what happened? I go, no, I don't really remember. She goes, I'll never forget it. It was her first time being pulled over by the cops. She goes, Joe, we were making a, a left turn. A homeless person came out. You stopped so that you didn't hit the homeless person. Then you kept going. The cops came on you, came at you at gunpoint, pulled you out of the car, pulled us out of the car. She goes, I was like, why are they treating you like this? And I was like, oh, no wonder why it was no big deal to me because I'm used to it. I was a bald-headed Mexican. I, I, I know. No wonder why it didn't stick to me and it gives me chills going, oh, yeah, I don't even remember it that much. She goes, Joe, I'll never forget it. And you were just like, oh, just being nice and normal. But the cops pulled you out at gunpoint. And then we were scared of her, this other girlfriend of ours, uh, Adriana. And so I was like, oh, my God, I, I, I remember the story, but I don't remember it so well. Then she goes, at that first moment, I got kind of like, man, cops are kind of dicks. Like, why'd they do this to my boy, right? Then she goes, I got pulled over in North Hollywood, and the cop was an asshole. Yelling at her, she goes, why can't you just give me my ticket and keep it moving? Like, what are you yelling yeah. at me for? <laughs> what did I do wrong? Just give me my ticket. I didn't my, I didn't use my blinker. And, and the moral of the story is cops have been this way for years. Oh, worse. The way they act, and for a lot of us minorities who've been treated this way, sometimes we forget about it because it's just the way we grew up. Like, I didn't even remember that. That time being pulled over at gunpoint, I can think of about three other times I was pulled over at gunpoint. And this time I was good because I was sober at the time and I knew nothing was going to happen to me. But fuck, this is our reality of being a minority. Like, you forget it sometimes oh, because it's so I, normal. I, I don't and that's the it. other moral of the story. She reminded <laughs> me of a story that I got pulled over at gunpoint and I looked at it as normal behavior. No. When I was a, when I was a kid growing up in Detroit, uh, cops were a coin toss. You never know what you were going to get. And half of them were assholes, half of them were decent, but or just didn't care more like it. And I've had my fair shares of being beaten with flashlights in the back of cop cars with my hands handcuffed behind my back. But we had the Michigan State Police. And the Michigan State Police wore those funny hats with the little strap around their chin. Yeah, yeah. And they were very professional. If you did something wrong, they pulled you over. Excuse me, sir. So here I've got this 30-year-old man calling me some 18-year-old kid, sir. May I please have your driver's license? Thank you very much. And here's why I pulled you over. And when you got pulled over, even as a punk kid of growing up in Detroit, you respected them because they weren't trying to twist you over something you didn't do. They weren't giving you any crap. They were treating you professionally. And that made a big impression on me. And I think that all police should be professional. It is so much so that here in Pinellas County, I'm actually going to start a website that I call uh, Andy's List, like Andy Taylor, yep. where we're going to be able to rate <laughs> cops all across the whole country with Yelp ratings, zero stars to five stars. That's great. And if you have a bad cop List. experience, you can go put it on there. And I'm hoping to make this national so that you can do this in your community. So you can actually go out there and see which cops have bad reviews and which cops have good have reviews. all the cities and like can, Craigslist. Mr. Yeah. Checkpoint has that. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so we have a... We have a a guy that we work with named Mr. Checkpoint, and he has one uh, very similar to what you were talking he has about. Yeah, he started that app. He's all. Hey, hey, remember I, the name of hashtag it? Hashtag always film the police. Yeah. AFTP, always film the police. I'm not sure the name of his uh, his app, but it might be under Mr. Checkpoint in Mr. the app Checkpoint. store. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I commend you. I value everything that you're discussing, man. And like I said, my hat's off to you. I really do hope, you know, because we, we came in this, to you know, looking into you and, and diving into your, your, you know, what you stand for because it's important right now. You know, and if, you know, you're going to come on our show or any other show in the country right now, and, and you're running for sheriff, you know, people want to hear. 
you know, we want to know what your stance is, you know, because there's so much going on right now. It is. A, we like it, that stance. It's a coin toss, but I, oh. I listen to you and I, I appreciate yours. So I'll I vote for you. There, there's one thing I wanted to uh, mention. Yeah. Uh, when you guys were talking about what happens if, if, it's, if we uh, decriminalize it and they lose all the arrest money from doing that. But in, in my position here, if we have cannabis freedom, like real cannabis freedom, where everybody can grow their own if they want, if they can, if, if someone owns a smoke shop, they can grow their own and put their own stuff in their own counter if they want to. If they can sell it amongst friends, if you're too lazy to grow your own, your neighbor down the street's growing. I, I picture older people having uh, gardening parties and exchanging recipes. I mean, if we yeah. have something like that, we're going to be such a friendly community that I think we can attract literally double the tourism here. And instead of taking taxes from these people, the hotels will be filled, the resorts will be filled, the restaurants, the bars, the, the, everything that we live off here in a tourist-based economy is going to literally double in less than two years, in my opinion. And then when that happens, everybody's going to be making money. Everybody's going to have good jobs. Everybody's rent is going to be paid. And instead of the police, the growers, and the the, the uh, dispensaries making all the money, the money will just flow through the community. And as it flows through the community, the government will get theirs too. Well, we yep, want to we want to we want to thank you for being on the show, James. And uh, could you please tell us where uh, your donation site was one more time? Yes, McLinnisForSheriff.com. M C L Y N A S ForSheriff.com. And I really need the cannabis community to support me because if you guys go out there and donate and I can make this happen in Pinellas, I promise you I will teach sheriffs all across the country to do exactly what I'm doing. Amen. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Remember this. If no one else loves you, James McClinnis does. We do. That's right. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.